thank you guys for being with us and, and dialing in. And I know that there are a lot of things going on, and we're just so thankful for the opportunity to engage you right where you are uh, today. Hey, do you guys know that it's political season? Have y'all figured that? I mean, you can't watch TV without the, the, the ads. I mean, it's like one right after the other. And uh, we need to film a commercial and interject one time and just see what happens with that. But I mean, there are, there are yard signs everywhere. Um, there are pickup trucks with flags on the back of them driving up and down Main Street, trains and, and, and all sorts of stuff happening. It is just... Uh, it is a, it's, it's, a, it's a frenzy, is it not? Debates, town hall meetings, um, rallies. I mean, it's just, I, I mean, have you noticed that yet? It's, it, you can't escape it. You can't es- escape it. And, and, and I don't know where you're at with all of it, but man, I'm, 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 I've already voted. Uh, Kanye wasn't on the ballot. I hate to tell you that. I was looking for him. And so uh, I, I missed him. He didn't make it here in Texas for some reason. But uh, uh, anyway, it's just a crazy, crazy time. And, 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 and people are asking, you know, hey, who do you vote for? And who should we vote? I said, just write my name in. I don't know. Just I couldn't get my parents to vote for me probably because or, or I know that that third grade Sunday school teacher of mine, she remembers what I was like. I had a past and a history too, Right third grade. I bit people. And that probably wouldn't land me in presidential suite of anything these days, would it? Um, but I, I just, I mean, I, I guess the reason I bring all this up, because I'm just, man, I'm just, uh, I'm heartbroken over what's happening in, in, in our nation. Um, I mean, the last eight months, uh, you know, we've, 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 I've uh, seen just for me, what I believe is, is an, an attack of the enemy, um, I'm not trying to make light of a virus, but, but there's so many other things besides that that I just believe that the enemy's been stirring up. And I just believe that it's time for, for us as, as the church to shine the brightest in the midst of a, of a, of a situation that, that, well, light's just needed. Is it not? It is, is needed. And, and people ask me, you know, I had a politician a few years ago say, hey, man, can I put one of my yard signs in your yard? I'm like, man, I can't do that. Because the moment that I do, I'm going to immediately alienate half the other population that, that I'm trying to reach with the gospel. And, and by the way, you need to know that, 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 that our role as a church is not to elect or defeat a politician. We are to advance a kingdom. All right? And so, um, and, and the kingdom is not a, a, an earthly or a, a kingdom led by a, a man or a woman, but it's led by the king of kings, right? It's called a kingdom. It's his. And, and that's why we exist. And I said, man, I just can't do that because, I mean, I, I, I want to I reach people for, for the Lord. And, and right or wrong, I mean, I can't, I mean, I guess I could put one of every flavor in my front yard, right? Then I wouldn't have to mow my grass, right? And just kind of let, let, let everybody have a, a free-for-all uh, in my yard. But it's just hard, is it not? And, and, and I want us to pray today because here's what I believe. If the church would, would pray as much as we talk, things would change. <laughs> 
Oh, haters are going to hate. Send me the email. That's fine. It's west.brandon at 1910church. Just send it. Let's just send it. So, uh, But if we, if we would pray as much as we chat or post or list things, things would change in our culture, right? If we would pray as much as we talk, things would change in the church as well. And I just hate seeing family members within the body against and pitted against one another. Just, I think it breaks God's heart. The, one of the very last things that Jesus prayed for us in John chapter 17 was that he said, Father, may they be one as you and I are one. And you know that when we're unified, that that is a witness to a world outside. And uh, I just think the enemy's having a field day and he's pitted us one against another. And, and, and listen, I just wanna let you know that in this room today are losers. Some of y'all gonna lose. Some of y'all watching online, you go and laugh, say, yeah, he's talking. No, I'm talking about you too. Some of y'all are going to lose come, is it November what? Third. Yeah, I already voted. So I just, um, uh, I, I just and, and, and that's okay because here's what I know. Regardless of who's in the Oval Office, there's still a king on a throne and we're going to continue to still worship and, and follow him and serve him. Listen, there's still going to be his kingdom for us to advance. Are we okay with that? So, so don't be sitting there going, man, on November the 4th, it's all going to, I don't think it's going to be over with then, you know, there's going to be a hanging chat or something. I know, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but, um, it's going to, but, but I just know this, that there's still going to be work. If, if God wakes us up November the 4th, Hey church, listen, let's get after it. Can we, can we get after it? Russ, you with me, bro? All right. We're going to continue to live for the Lord and we're going to advance the kingdom until the trumpet sounds, right? Hallelujah. Can we just pray right now? I, that, that's, that's the sermon before the sermon. So if you want to leave during the prayer, go ahead. But leave the communion cup. Don't take it because we'll need it for the next service, okay? Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today and, and, and for the opportunity to gather together. We thank you for your presence. Have you felt it yet? Mm. Thank you for the reminder as we just sang that when we praise you, breakthrough happens. Whoa! When we praise you, giants fall. Hey, come on, somebody, right now. There, you, the breakthrough you might need today might just come if you'll just praise a little louder. If you'll just praise a little stronger. Come on, lift high the name of Jesus. Breakthrough will come. Wall, walls will, will fall. Giants are slayed. Come on, thank you, God. I'm glad I'm on your side, Lord, and that you're for me. And if you're for me, who can be against me? Come on, victory is ours. Regardless of what happens over the next few weeks, God, God, you're still on the throne. You're still in control. And there's still going to be a gospel for your church to proclaim. Woo, hallelujah. Preachers fired up. You better go with me today. God, we thank you for your presence. But we do pray that in the midst of a chaotic time in our nation, God, we do pray that you would just mm, accomplish what you want to. I know that you're at work behind the scenes. We can't see it. And Father, I'm just praying that you would do a great and awesome work. Um, God, I pray that we not be political, but that we would be biblical in the days to come. Mm. May we honor you with the lives we live, the way we respond to hurting and broken people. Lord, may our love shine brightly and may we not be divided. Why? Well, you prayed that and you want that for us. But God, our love for one another and mankind, our, our unity will preach volumes.
to the world. So God, take over. Do what you want to do. And as your church, we're going to continue to trust you. Is that right, church? Come on. We're going to trust God. We trust you, Lord. May you be glorified. In Jesus' name, everybody said? Wow. It's good, man. I'm standing up today. My blood's flowing good. I'm ready to, to, to roll. It's going to be a good day. And by the way, we are in just a few moments going to celebrate communion together. I hope that you guys all received a communion cup. For those of you in the house, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll make sure you get that in a few moments. But for those of you that are watching us online, find something now that, that, that might serve. You, you may not have a wafer and some grape juice, but, but maybe you've got... Um, I don't know, um, Mountain Dew and pepperoni pizza, I, whatever you have, just if you can find something and go and pray that God would anoint it and bless it. But, but we would love for you guys to participate with us online in just a few moments as we worship through communion. It's an act of worship. Um, you know, we've been in a series titled uh, The Church and looking at this thing called the church. And I know that there's so many different opinions and ideas about the church. And, and, and listen, I think we all would agree that when Jesus says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, that I will build my church, um, we've probably have gotten off course a little bit since he said those words. Would you agree with me? Uh, we're gotten off course because it's made up of human beings. And as human beings, sometimes we, 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 we just take our eyes off of Jesus. Am I talking to anybody? Come on, don't elbow the person next to you. Own your stuff too, right? Uh, but we get our eyes off of Jesus and sometimes we let other things that are not of him creep in. Uh, we lose our passion for lost people. Our, our mission gets kind of distorted. We, we let other things in life kind of creep in and take importance over him. And, and, and it's just, the church has just migrated so far away. What I believe from Matthew 16, 19, when Jesus says he's gonna build it, he had a blueprint, right? And, and it's just kind of, it's, it's, it's a mess right now. But he says this, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Hell cannot overtake what Jesus is on uh, up to. You know that, right? And it looks like in our life and in our world right now that the enemy's having to feel day, and he is in some cases. I just have to trust that Jesus knows some stuff, and there's going to be a breakthrough, and revival's happening, and victory is coming. Amen? Are you with me there? And so, um, um, but the church broken, it's flawed, it's made up of people that are broken and flawed, and we all have our issues. But regardless of what you think about the church, we've been looking over the last few weeks, there's some special things about this thing called the church um, that, that take place within it that I believe are part of the blueprint of, of, of God. And here's what we hope that you will understand through our journey together. And if you've missed any of the segments of our series, I pray that you'll go back and listen online. But, but here's what we, you want, we want you to see, that, that this thing called the local church is the authority on earth that Jesus instituted. He built this, the only institution, only organization that Jesus started. And he, he created this to officially affirm and give shape to my Christian life and to yours. You see, this thing called the church is to push you forward in your pursuit of Jesus Christ. And listen, it's not perfect. There's not one. Or there is, as we said last week, it's called heaven. So in your pursuit of trying to find the perfect church, if you want it, just ask the Lord to take you home right now. Because that's where you will find it. But while we're here on earth... Yeah, we're gonna just, it's messy. It's messy. But listen, when you're broken and hurting, and you're gonna just be, like you would go to the hospital for treatment, 
Listen, when you're broken and hurting as a human being and spiritually hurting, don't give up on this thing called the church. You know, you wouldn't, you would not stop going to the hospital because there are other sick people there, would you? No, you're still going to go because you know it's the best place to get treatment. Well, don't treat the church that way either. It's got sick people in it. Look at your neighbor right now. So now he's talking to you. You sick. But just because we got sick people here doesn't mean that we should give up on it. We're still going to show up and we're still going to participate and do our part to help it flourish and function. It's a great series. If you've missed it, log on and and listen to some of the previous messages. But I love the local church. And, And make note, there is something special about when the people of God gather together. It's electric. Uh, listen, I've had a good week and there've been some challenges and some, I like to call them opportunities, opportunities for God to step into and show off a little bit. I've had some great times of worship, some great times of study. Uh, some of my teams lost yesterday, some won, um, but that's okay. Um, but, but, but in the midst, of, there's just something special that I can't do individually away from others. And there's still something sacred about the church when it gathers, when we can gather together and study the word of God, hear the gospel preached, be encouraged and affirmed in our pursuit of Jesus, when we can live on mission together, I'm telling you, those are the things that Jesus had in mind when he spoke those words in Matthew chapter 16. Today, as we wrap up, I'm not saying that we save the last thing that we as a church are a part of. I'm not saving it for last, but, but this might be one of the greatest ones that we're, we're looking at. But, but I love this idea of, about worship. When we gather, the, the, the church is supposed to worship. Not just when we gather together, but, but, but even on our own. And we're going to talk more about that in just a few moments. But I don't, what does worship mean to you? The reality of it is this. Every one of us listening today worships something or someone. You throw your affection, your devotion, your attention towards something or someone. Do you not? You throw resources towards something or someone that you value. There there is something seated on the throne of your life that you have placed high value and significance in. And, and, And you oftentimes go all out in order to devote yourself to that thing. That's called worship. Whatever gets your affection, your attention, your time, your finances, um, maybe a voice, maybe some of your effort, whatever, you, every one of us worships something or someone. The problem with us is that so many of us are worshiping the wrong things and the wrong ones. Are you with me today? Right? Uh, I, I watched it even yesterday. We got guys tattooed with their favorite player's number or name. We wear jerseys with, with a sports figure's name on the back and, and in order to honor or, or say, this is our boy or this is our girl, right? We paint our bodies and yell to the top of our lungs for a group of dudes, our team. or, or what. You worship something. You spend finances and resources for Things that are sold down at the rim at that big wooden lodge looking thing with the United States flag on the top of, and they cost a lot of money. You know why you do it? Because you worship some of those types of activities. You worship something or someone. It gets your focus. It gets your attention. What would happen if we began to give our all, our everything, our all, our affection, devotion, attention, our reverence towards the one who is worthy of it all? 
the one who created all those sports teams and individuals that you elevate, those activities that you participate in. What if we just got to the source of it all? Well, we can, and we've sang to him already today. (laughs) And regardless of what happens the 3rd of November, this king will still be on the throne ruling and reigning and orchestrating things that we can't see and understand. Can we just start right now throwing all of our worship and our attention towards the one that is worthy of it all, towards the one who has the name that is above every other name? His name is, thank you, you know him. Does he get your focus and your worship, all of your heart and your attention. You know, our physical participation in so many things in life, and even our physical participation here, sometimes may seem like it has little effect. But, but, but what we know that over time, as we continue to participate in things, as we form habits towards those things that we love or those things that we worship, those habits lead to, to passions and loves of ours. And, and, and when we love something and when we're passionate about something, we really respond with everything we have. The same thing is true when it comes to this topic today of worship. The, the, the more that I practice, the more that I physically show up and participate in things like we've talked about, like the mission of the church is the great commission to, to go and teach all nations and to baptize them. The more that I participate in that, the more that that becomes a, a habit in my life, right? Or, or, or the more that I exercise, as we talked about last week, my spiritual gift, and every one of you have one, the more that I put that into practice, like we saw with Jim Pops Tallarico, 83-year-old dude that you just saw on the video screen. Not, not me, the dude earlier, okay? But, 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 but as, as you use those gifts for service and ministry, I'm telling you, you become a little bit more passionate. It becomes a habit in your life. Hey, listen, do you feel like you're known in this house? The more you show up physically, the more you're going to be known. Do, do you feel like you're, you're, you're needed? Hey, listen, if you missed a Sunday, would anybody in this church know it? Well, no, because y'all keep the lights dark. And the, I know, but you know what I mean. The more you participate, the more that it becomes a habit. In your life. Hey, you want community? Show up. Plug into a group. Study the Word. You want to grow spiritually? Make it a habit. Study the word. You see what I'm saying? The more we show up, the more we practice something, the more that it becomes a part of who we are. Now, listen, in relation to this thing that we're doing right now, you've heard me say this time and time again about our corporate worship. This is practice for heaven. I would hate for you to look lost when you get to heaven one day. Like, what are we singing? We're continuing to sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy. What's the second verse? Holy, holy, holy is the Lord. I mean, we're just, I don't want you to look like an oddball in heaven. Can you just start practicing right now, making this a habit so that when you get to glory, say, oh, Lord, put me on the front row. I'm ready to go. Boom. This is how we did it in 1910. And this is how, you see what I'm saying? You get it in heaven because you practice. The more you show up and participate, becomes a part of who you are. That goes with worship today as well. Listen, when, 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 when I think of all that God has done for me, is there not any more appropriate response than for me to give him everything I have? When I think about how he's rescued me, come on, has God rescued anybody from, a, or, 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 from an old way of living to a new way of living? 
Aren't you thankful for, that you've been redeemed, that God's not holding your, this laundry list of sin over you, but through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you've, you can be forgiven of your sins and restored to relationship with a great God in heaven. Come on, somebody. How could we not want to worship that type of God? I just think that we're jacked up, man, because some of us are waving flags and posting signs of men that we've never met in our life, and we're touting their praises, but yet we've got a God in heaven that has been intricately involved in our life, and we neglect him. He's worthy. And when I think of all that he's done for me, it leads me to this thing called worship. And worship really takes on two different forms for me. Personal worship, first of all. Me, me personally, what am I doing to worship and thank God for what he's done? Can I ask you a question? Do you spend time with God daily? I mean, do you do, do I'm not talking about, oh God, man, I've got a flat tire. Can you inflate that thing with air from heaven? so I can get to Chick-fil-A or whatever it is for you, right? They're closed today, don't go. But, um, or most of the time we do think of God daily. We spend time with him when we find ourselves in trouble, don't we? Or, or, or we need something from him. I, I'm talking about spending time with God just because you are enamored. You're blown away with his goodness and his kindness and his grace and mercy that he's shown you. Do you spend time daily with God? For me, I do. I know it's hard for some of you to imagine that, but I do. For me, it's early in the morning. I like to start my day off as soon as I can with, with the Lord. For, for, for me, I just know me, that, that I'm going to let other things in life creep in and start taking over my schedule. Some of you are like, oh man, I'm going to do it before I go to bed at night. That's good. That you, you, you do you. I'm going to do me. I know that I get busy. And it's hard for me to slow down once my motor starts running. Some of you are like, you better pause right now because it's almost 11. Let's go, right? I, for me, I found it in the morning before everything wakes up. Sometimes before the birds start chirping, I'm with the Lord. And I'm thinking, God, thank you for waking me up. Did you thank God for waking you up today? I thank him for his goodness through Jesus that he's demonstrated. I praise his name. I spend time in prayer and I just, I spend time in his word. I, I, listen, and when you turn on music, does that not take your personal time of worship to a whole nother level? I just love, I mean, we sang that praise breaks through, right? Praise makes walls fall and giants fall. And I'm telling you, get your praise on and see what happens in your worship with the Lord and how your life is, is altered in a good way. Do you spend time with the Lord daily? We're so busy. So many of us don't take time. We don't slow down enough. We, we won't find that moment of solitude. And, 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 and do, but do you have a plan? Do you spend time in Scripture? Are you praying? Remember, I talked about it. If we would just pray as much as we talk, I just think our lives would be so much better off. But are you carving out that time for the Lord? Are you spending that time with him, seeking him for direction? I love what the psalmist writes. David writes in Psalm chapter 143. David would say this. He says, let me hear of your unfailing love each morning for, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk for I give myself to you. Can we just stop right there? What would happen if that was, was your prayer when you woke up in the morning? Lord, listen, I do have some things on my schedule, but, but Lord, here's the deal. Would you just show me where you want me to go today and how you want me to act in relation to my day? Lord, would you take over my day today? Would you guide my steps? 
Lord, I'm looking to you, David says. Show me where to walk. I give myself to you. Wow. Some of us give ourselves to the boss man or the boss woman, right? What would happen if we gave ourselves to our creator God and say, here am I, Lord. What do you want to do today? Right? The next verse, David says, rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I, I, I run to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will for, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Wow. Setting aside time each day to, to immerse myself in times of prayer, seeking the Lord, immersing myself in, in scripture, in, in, in the word of God, silence, solitude, away from the distractions. I'm telling you, those are those foundational things for for our communion. Those are foundational for us in our pursuit of Jesus. And I'm just telling you this, you doing those things make a big difference. In fact, the things that you do, you're doing the things for God will flow out of those times of you being with God. Does that make sense? My, my, my doing, and, and all of us, I mean, we want to serve the Lord. We want to do the things. Listen, I'm just telling you, spend more time with him. Be with him first. Wake up and say, God, what do you, the more I spend time with God, then the doing flows from that. Does that make sense to anybody but me? Being with him precedes the doing for him. And, and can I just encourage you with something? Stop living off the spirituality of others. Listen, for, for, for 2,000 years, growing Christians have understood the need to spend time with God, to, to, to spend time letting, letting the Spirit shape them and instruct them and show them more and more. Listen, your personal time of worship with God is essential to you living this life that he's marked out for you. In fact, let me just remind you what he would tell us in John chapter 15. Listen, it's impossible to bear spiritual fruit apart from Jesus, right? Remember in John 15, he's talking about the vine, that if you remain connected, I'm the vine and you are the branches, right? If a man remains connected to me, he will produce much fruit. But apart from me, what is a branch able to do? Nothing, it dies. And that's the same thing with your life. You want to produce spiritual fruit? You want to live the life that you were created to live on purpose and full of joy and abundance? Stay connected to Jesus and you will produce much fruit. You can say amen. It's a good part. Not only personal worship, but there's another aspect of worship today that I'm going to talk about. And it's this idea of corporate worship. It's this idea of, of, of coming together with, with other believers corporately. Listen, personal worship is important. Jesus modeled that for his disciples, and we need to, to, to develop that in our own life. But there's something special about gathering together with God's people as well. Now, listen, I know that the COVID-19 has kind of hampered and put some limitations on us gathering together, has it not? Even today, we still here are socially distanced, and there's some restrictions in this house I know that there are some of you that are watching us online today that, that you don't need to be here today because of some physical things that you're dealing with. And we get that and we honor it. And I'm so thankful for technology. Can we just round of applause for some technology right now? It's, and technology is great because we're still able to pipe into wherever you're at today. But make no mistake about it, there is something special 
about when I'm gathered together with other believers that me on my own or just Googling or YouTubing somebody else is not gonna do for me. And I know that we may not be able to gather in large groups, but, but listen, there are some other opportunities for us to gather in other environments. What about our life groups? Are you plugged into a group that meets during the week in somebody's home a much smaller level? Hey, what about gathering with some men around a fire pit on a Wednesday night? Hey, what about gathering with some women around circles and, and, and talking about some things? Hey, 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 what about maybe gathering with a group of friends and just going on a hike? We got 30 acres here. Just beat down the fence path. We don't care. It helps with the weeds anyway, okay? But, but, but are you, and all of those are times in which we can gather corporately with other people and worship. We can encourage one another. We can pray with one another. We can get in the word. We can even sing together. Corporate worship is a big deal, and it's needed for us. In fact, it's not just singing songs or studying the Word of God. We actually caught, we, we, we caught one of your kids doing something a few weeks ago in our kids' ministry. Look at this little act of worship that he was participating in. Come up to me. You just told me you're about to do something. What is this? My best. This is... Put this money. Uh-huh. What are you doing with that? Stick it in there. All right, go to it, man. Why are you doing this? Because I want to help the poor. Well, I like that. I think that's a very good thing. God. You're doing an awesome job, buddy. All right, man. Have a good day. See ya. Why are you doing that? Because I want to help the poor. And I want to serve God. Is that an act of worship or what? Come on. That kid sold a lot of lemonade a few weeks back, didn't he? I don't know what he did for that. He's got more cash than I have in my wallet, right? I love that. There's something special. He brought it to the house. He gave his best. There's something about being with other people. You know, from day one, corporate worship, worship has been a big deal in this house, we, we, from, from, from the very beginning, before we ever had a public gathering, God gave us the vision to create spaces and environments such as this, where people could gather together in which they knew without a shadow of a doubt that they had been in the presence of something greater than themselves. Of course, that's the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we've, we've worked hard at trying to create environments for people to encounter the presence of God because that's what brings transformation. Hey, LED triangles, they're cute, aren't they? Right? And, 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 and haze and fog and lights. and Listen, that's cute. That, that's good. But there's nothing that brings transformation like the presence of, of the Holy Spirit. He's what transforms. And I hope that when you gather together in a room like this, as great as your personal worship is, I hope that there is something electric and even more special when you're with the people of God. You guys sound good, I know, in the car, in the shower, walking in the woods alone, but isn't it better together? There's power there, right? And we're better together. You see, this thing called corporate worship for us is a big deal. We wanna create spaces for you to experience God. This is not about for us entertainment or performance, but it's about being ushered in to the presence of God. We've been studying the book of Acts in your life groups. How many, round of applause, how many of you have been in a life group? Awesome. You've been looking at the early church and you find very early on in the pages of the very first local church what they did. In Acts 2.46, it says they worshiped together at the temple each day. 
They worshiped how? Together at the temple each day. Wow, that's probably the first revival meeting then too, right? Every day, not just once a week, every day. But they also met in homes for the Lord's Supper and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity. You see, we see here in Acts that the early church was a worshiping church. They were centered around the word of God. And they fellowshiped and they worshiped together. They weren't caught up with some latest music style or fad. They weren't so narcissistic that they were, oh, it's about me performing and getting that lead guitar lick and things like that. They were just blown away with a risen savior. And in fact, they were so blown away with him that the rhythms of their everyday life begin to reverberate in the communities in which they live as they perform signs and wonders. The dead were raised to life. Sermons were being preached and thousands of people were being saved. Preacher goes so long one day that somebody falls out of a upper window and dead on the ground. That's okay, you can go down there, boom, get up, healed right there, dead man walking, right? Their lives just reverberated with worship. They were together. Corporate worship. That is true corporate worship always begins and it ends with Jesus. And that's what this house has been about from the very beginning. Hmm, it's good to be together. You know, one of the things that's kind of been disheartening for us over the last eight months is to be able to worship together through the participation of something we call communion. You know, being able to take the Lord's Supper together and and for us, this, is, this has always been a holy moment. By the way, if you don't have a communion cup, if you're in the house, would you just raise your hand up today if you need one, if you want to participate in communion? We got hands all over uh, today. That's great. Just keep your hands up and one of our worship hosts will get to you. This is a special thing that the early church participated in. In communion, it's symbolic, the bread of the broken body of Jesus Christ and the juice symbolic of the shed blood of, of, of Jesus. And, and we've always held high communion at 1910 Church. We've never wanted it just to be an add-on to, to the message. We've always believed that it's a sermon in itself. But today, we're gonna worship by taking communion together. And it's different than what we normally do. You know, there's a thing called the COVID. I don't know if you've heard of that. That's kind of limited and affected the way we do it today, but, but we're still going to participate in a holy moment today of worship known as communion. You need to know today that, that this communion is for everyone who has professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That makes you a part of his family. That makes you a part of his church. You see, communion doesn't belong to a local church. We didn't create this. We don't have the corner market on this. But this belongs to everyone who professes Jesus as Lord of their life. And today, what we want to do before we enter into this time of communion is we want to give you an opportunity to search your heart. We need to enter this time with reverence. We need to enter this time, I think, with some honesty, searching our soul to see where we're at and confessing anything that, that might hinder us today. And I think that we also enter this time with tremendous joy because we know that this is, death is not the end of the story, correct? And this is a reminder to us that the broken body and the shed blood, that there's still victory available. 
So today I wanna ask you if you would to participate with us and those of you online, however you've chosen to, but pull that very top piece of clear plastic off and go and take out the piece of bread that is symbolic of the broken body of Christ and just reflect upon these words on the screen. finished eating Jesus took some bread and he blessed it then he broke it into pieces and he gave it to the disciples saying take this and eat it for this is my body Reflect upon this, the shed blood of Jesus.
come on, sing it together.
can get used to that. I can get used to lifting high the name of Jesus. I'm just chosen that I'm going to start practicing right now for what we will do for eternity. Hallelujah. You may not want to bow the knee right now, but make no mistake about it. There will come a time where every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. We're the church. We're the bride. He will return one day to take us to be with him. Will he find us faithful? Will he find us committed to mission and ministry? Will he find you exercising and using that gift that he's planted within you for his glory? Will he find you growing spiritually, pursuing holiness? Will he find you in unity and community with the church, the body of believers? How will he find you when he returns? May we be faithful until that day. As our prayer ministry team come and join me down front today, I'm going to let you guys know about a little, a little something special happening next week. We, we operate here at 1910 on a word for the year, and, and, and we have a new word that, that I'm going to unveil to you next Sunday about where we're headed this next year. The word is Hawaii. That's where we're going. We're going to, no, I'm just kidding. It's not that, but that would be awesome. It just opened back up. So that's great. Now, I'm going to share with you next Sunday our word for the year and where we're headed. I hope that you'll make plans to join us in the house. If you're physically able, if you're physically able, not if your schedule allows it, but if you're physically able, come, run to the house. If you can't, you dial in and join us as we share with you the excitement over our new word for this coming year. Hey, today, you're going to notice some incredible people down front. Y'all are. Every one of you are incredible. I hung out with some of you guys this weekend, just preparing and training. Listen, you guys need to know that these people down here are warriors for the Lord. They pray for this house and they pray for you. And they've been spending some intensive time this week. Just continuing to encourage, yeah, one another and to pray. And we stand down front at the end of every one of our gatherings to pray with you and to receive you and encourage you. Some of you may not feel comfortable coming. That's why we have an opportunity. You can simply text us the information here. And one of these people, check this out. They pick up a phone and they call people and respond. We take it serious. Our goal is to come alongside of you and encourage you. So however we can do that in person here or via technology, please let us know. Now listen, here's the most beautiful part of our service. We get to leave and go to Hungry Horse. No, I'm just kidding. That's not it. That's not bad though. The most beautiful part of our service now is when we get to dismiss as a church gathered to go scatter and live for Jesus in our community. Who's with me today? This is the opportunity for us to go. So let's go right now in the power and in the authority of Jesus Christ and let's live for him. You're dismissed.